this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. But will you let go of that? 
He said, in order for you to receive what you're desiring, you've got to let go of the net. And he says, you've got to really stand in that place when you let go to trust whatever's going to come up is your reward. <laughs> I'm like, trust whatever comes up is my reward. So if I pull up something and it ain't something I prayed for, it's still my reward. If I pull up hardship, it's my reward. If I pull up frustration, it's my reward. If I pull up anything in, in exchange for me letting go, it's what God is offering me. And then he said, and I'm not the potter? And are you not the clay? And so in this place, when you're casting your net, you got to trust me and trust whatever comes up, I'm going to mold and shape it inside of me. I said, but Lord, I've seen them fishermen go out, and in the place where they go out, they sometimes come back with fire holes, uh, junk that people threw in the ocean and all of that stuff that you least expect. He said, yes, but even in that place, they still go back and they surrender their nets. They don't give up because it's not what they perceive it to be the first time. They keep going back and they keep releasing and dropping it. They didn't give up on the first try. I said, but wait a minute, in the story of Peter, he said, wait a minute, I've been there a long time. And he knew what he was getting, the return was not what he expected, so he literally gave up. And the Lord said, for many of you are in that place because you haven't seen the return coming back to you. And no matter how much I tell you to cast your net, you literally have given up. You've given up. And the reason why you've given up is because you don't believe that I can produce the return that you desire. And then he said another reason why you would give up is because of the fact that you haven't released your desires to me in order for me to bring forth the desires I have for you. And I said, well, okay, so I'm still holding on to these childhood dreams. When I get this age, I'm going to do this. When I get this age, I'm going to do that. When I get this age, I'm going to do that. He said, these are the things that you hold on to but you never accomplish in them. And he said, as you begin to continue to cast your net, you never ask me what to put in that net. And so if I'm going, what, what should I be throwing it out for, Lord? What should I expect in return? What is it that you need to get inside of me in order for me to be better with you? Well, he said in one situation, he says, I want you to cast it so that patience can be built in you. I don't need patience. You don't need patience, right? Uh, we don't need that, so we ain't casting that net. Okay, let's move on to the next one. That's what we tell the Lord. Let's move on to the next area. What else would you have to that it comes in me? He says, I don't want you to be movable or shakable. So therefore, 
other things to open up on the inside of you that I'm destined to give to you. He said, every single one of you constantly said, grow my faith, grow my faith. But then as I try to grow it, he said, you put on the brakes. Oh no, Lord, I, I can't go through this. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for this. And he said, but you said you were. Anything, Lord. Isn't that what we say? Anything, Lord. I'll do anything for you. And the first time he said, oh, I want to bring in harvest. And that harvest is going to cause some redemption to come to you. To whereby you're going to be redeemed in some areas of your life where you have never been redeemed in the past. And in order to be redeemed, I'm going to have you to cast your net forward and let go of everything that you believe that secures you. What does that mean, secure you? There's a certain way I walk that secures me. There's a certain type of clothes that I wear that secures me. And I know that sounds crazy to you guys, but it's a certain type of clothing that I walk, I wear, that secures me. And I, and I didn't realize, and, it, and there's certain colors. Because not too long ago, I went into the mall, which was a couple of days ago, because I'm going back into the office, and so I need some office shoes. You know, you need some new pair of shoes that's going to be comfortable that you can wear in the office. And so I said, Lord, it's time for me to invest in some shoes. So I went into various stores to try to get these shoes. And the first store I went in, all I seen was my identical shoe. And then I said to myself, I'm buying it. Okay? I want to do something different. So I went to the store and I found myself going to the first store. And they only had one of my usual shoes. I went to the second store, they didn't have any. I went to the third store, and it was one pair of shoes, but it had different colors on it that wasn't the same color to the color that I have already, but it looked identical to a pair of shoes. So I said, hmm, this is what I'm comfortable with, so I'm going to get what I'm comfortable with. And then I chose not to get it because I said, well, let me keep looking to see if there's something else out there. And what the Lord showed me, that I'm so comfortable that he can't present something new. I am so comfortable in certain areas of my life that he cannot present anything new to me because I'm unwilling to do it. And so I seen another pair of shoes. I got ready to try it on, and then in my mind I said, but my feet may go up forward, forward. You know how sometimes with your shoes, the feet goes up forward. And I said, and I really to kick the back of my foot at all times to keep it in place. And that's just not what I'm willing to do. So uh, even though it looks good now, I said, but as I will walk along the path, I said, that shoe is going to widen up. And then therefore, I'm going to keep kicking it back. I can't do that. And then he began to show me some other closed-toe shoes that was really, really cute. And then I said, you know, the heel looks a little bit too high for me, Lord. 
And I don't feel like over every day having to wear a high heel shoe. You know, let's look at the ones that are a little bit lower. And I began to look at the little ones, the ones that were a little bit lower. And I said, Lord, they're too low for me. I said, because then my pants are going to drag on the ground. And then I'm going to have some issues with my pants. And I said, and I ain't about to buy no new clothes. And he literally said, look at all your excuses you put in front of me. Did you guys get that? He's trying to bring me into another place where there's color. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm black and white. He said, uh, I want to move you past your grays, your black and your browns and your blues. And I want to put some more vibrant colors in there. And I'm saying, no, Lord, uh, I'm black, I'm blue. And I said, and I'm black and I'm blue and I'm black and I'm blue and I'm red. I said, but I'm just red kid. And he literally said to me, I use clothing as a way to get you to see that you're stuck in many places. It's what you get on and you put on your comfortable with. The same thing, he said spiritually, you're comfortable in many places. There are certain things that you won't do because you're so much in that comfortable place. You won't try on something different because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Or you're so concerned with what others think you're going to look at that you won't expand. He says, so you stay within these closed frames. And I got it. I understood. But let's just look at the word and see what the word says concerning and I know I have another story, and I can close with my second story. So we're reading John 15, verses 1 through 7? Yes. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that does not produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. Okay, so I want to make sure that you guys hear. He said he is the vine dresser. And so he's there to cut off everything that's not bearing fruit. And when you look at him cutting off something that's not bearing fruit, he's basically saying, when you're stagnant in a place, you're not bearing fruit. When you're accustomed to routine, you're not bearing fruit. He said, places of complacency does not bear fruit. He says, I don't care how many times you cast your line in for the reward, the same thing's going to keep coming up. And then he reminded me of this particular movie, Groundhog, and I'm sure you guys seen that a long time ago, where this gentleman kept waking up to the same day. And he says, in many of our lives, we've been waking up to the same day. And the reason why some of us are waking up to the same day is because you never mature. You may be older, but you never mature because there's some areas of trauma or something that you are unwilling to face in your life and you're stuck. And you keep casting your nets looking for a different reward. He said, but you haven't really allowed me to deal with the difficult areas that you did not mature. He said, you're expecting a greater harvest, but you can't get anything other than what 
you're willing to let go of. Hopefully you guys got that. Because if you're not willing to let go of anything, then you can't get something different. You can't grow further if you're really unwilling to let to be able to allow God to go into these difficult areas. He said some of you guys are still dealing with parent issues. And you're still allowing these issues with parents to hinder you from being mature in your life. He literally said to me something that was funny because I was looking at somebody and as I was looking at somebody, it reminded me of something my mom did. And where my mom did something that impacted me negatively, and now I'm looking at it, and I see old reactions come forward out of myself, and I can clearly see that it began to rock me to where I felt unstable. And, and, and when I say I felt unstable, it brought back emotions that I, did, I thought was gone. And, and in that emotion, that came forth, I felt like I was unstable. I felt like I was insecure. And not only insecure, I felt like I didn't have a voice. And this is something that was going on in my parents' life that I had to see, and how I seen it was there was no comfort, there was no protection. And as the Lord began to show me that, where there was no comfort and protection, what did I basically do? Just give up? I literally said to myself, well, I ain't got a voice here. I don't have nothing to say, so I might as well just stand over to the side. And the Lord says, you have a voice, you have something to say, and you need to open your mouth and say it. He said, whether that person hears it or not, you still open your mouth and say it. And he said, because you can be set free. If that person chooses not to be free, then that's on them. And what I what I literally recognized that a lot of times when I feel paralyzed, I won't open my mouth. And that had to do with things that I dealt with as a kid. And, and, and to give you guys a better insight, uh, my mom had a I, I say had relationships, and in the relationship, a lot of times she wasn't home, and so we were left home as latchkey kids. And being a latchkey child, a lot of times you had to wait till your parent came home for food to be put on the table. And if your parent didn't come home because she was out partying for years or uh, whatever decades that night, you sit there like, uh. When the food coming? When the food coming? And the food's not coming. And then she remembers you two or three days later and says, oh, you know, there was no cash app in them days, okay? There was no way of getting an ATM card because there was no ATM card that she could send money. If she didn't put money on the dresser, you had nothing. You went to school that day starving. And in that place, I recognized that what I picked up in return I'm always over-preparing, trying to prevent that starving mentality to come forward and stop realizing in some areas I'm overproducing. I'm buying stuff and I'm throwing it more in the trash 
because I'm reacting out of something that I experienced. And God is literally telling me that there's time for change. So when he was talking about casting their nets last week, I thought it was just for the stuff I want. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you probably thought for the stuff you want. Yeah. But God says, I want you to take it further. It's the stuff I want. Mm -hmm. For you to relinquish over to me in order for me to begin to move in you so that you can sustain the things that you desire. Exactly. Hopefully you guys got that. Yes. Because you can't get what you want if you're not willing to release some of these bad behaviors. And one of the bad behaviors, I'm saying, Lord, I want to be in that position because I like to give. And I don't want to be in here that my resources are stopped up because I can't give. And he said, well, number one, you've got to stop reacting in a way to whereby you're taking what I'm giving you and falsely using it because you have this issue with what your parents were going through. And you have now placed that upon you. He said, now you've got to work within your means in order to free up some areas and some resources. He said, it's not that you don't have what uh, abundance and enough to give out. He said, but you've got to stop operating out of your fear. He said, so when you're casting your net, you've got to begin to look at some of the things you're looking to obtain in the future. So if I'm acting out of fear, and I'm expecting something great, then what am I getting? The same return, groundhog, right? Because I'm not recognizing that there's something more to my release. Right. I gotta take it a step further. You gotta take it a step further. And you gotta be willing to look at you and truly see where you fall in short. Truly look at yourself and see where you fall in short. I know there's a lot of areas in me that I feel like I've overcame, but the Lord said, that was one facet. He said, the way he said to me, you just popped off the bottle top. He said, there's liquid that's still in that bottle that I gotta pour out of you in order to get you to the place you need to be. And so we just popped off the bottle top. And y'all, when you pop off the bottle top, what do you hear? All that fizz, and you just think, oh, I made it. And the Lord says, you operating out of your fizz. <laughs> so hopefully you guys get that. And in that place where you're operating, it's just sizzling. And you know how you get up close to the bottle, and you see that good thing, and you're like, pop, 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 and you just think you got it made. And if you threw something in it, you know, back in the old days, my mom would put peanuts and all kinds of crazy stuff in her soap, and it just made it overflow and pop out, and you would be like, whoa, and that's where we think we got that overflow, and we're popping forward, and the Lord said, you just got the fears. In order to get the true thing that he's desiring for each one of us, it's going to take us to relinquish more. John 15, verse 3, you have already been pruned for greater fruitfulness by the message I have given you. Did you guys get that? So you've already been pruned for greater fruitfulness by the messages he's been giving you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've already been pruned. What's the problem? 
Where's the release? Because he, he keeps telling me, you make a poem. And, and, and another thing when I begin to look at the poem, a lot of times when God brings up something in me, the first thing I think, I'm automatically in that place of sin. What am I doing wrong, Lord? Fix it. And he said, it's not something you're doing wrong. It's something that I need to change. Did you guys get that? It's something I need to change. It's not what you're doing wrong, because we're always looking to try to self-fix. And he literally said to me, I don't want you to go in when I say release something that you begin to try to self-fix. He said, I want you to allow me to bring up what you've been constantly doing in order to change. And the only way I was able to see that was I was by myself and I heard it in my mind, go buy some shoes. I didn't know I wasn't going to buy those shoes, but he let me go buy some shoes and he let me walk through the store. At first he had me to look online. First he had me to look online and I looked online and I seen a lot of shoes that were better. But in my mind, I said, I ain't spend that much money. That's not something I want to spend. And so I went to the clearance part of these individual stores that I went in to try to purchase something and only two stores had the same thing that I normally wear. And the Lord was trying to get something better and new into me and I chose not to take something better and new and he said that's the way you do everything. Did you guys get that? Yeah. He literally showed me I go to what's comfortable. I go to the places that's easy for me to walk in. Get it? Yeah, he got me with shoes. Because I can easily walk in these shoes. And I can easily move in these particular places because they're without thought problems. I have no thoughts in them, if that makes sense. I don't have to think about it. I just put them on, I go, I don't have to think about it or whatever the case may be. He said, that's what you do in every aspect of your life. You just come into these places, you have no thought problems, and you just walk through. He said, but those who are really grounded in me, they're just constantly thinking. They're constantly thinking because I'm constantly moving in them. And then he said, and if you don't believe me, he said, go to Shamrock. Meshach and Abednego. He said they were constantly in an com uncomfortable position. And in that comfortable position, they were saying, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do today? Okay, you want us to get up there and pray? Okay, we're going to be there. We're going to get up there. And they were constantly in an uncomfortable position. But they were constantly moving in a way that God can move through them. And he said, how often can I move through you? He said, are you willing to quickly to run to comfort? And I ran to comfort. Comfortable shoes is comfort. Like I said, I wasn't willing to kick my foot back every now and then to stay in that comfortable position. But he said sometimes you gotta kick your foot back 
because that's what it takes. He says sometimes you've got to walk in that higher hill. That's what it takes. He says that sometimes that low hill is necessary as well. And he says that sometimes you have to bring more than one pair of shoes along the way because you don't know what you're going to step into. And I sat back and I'm like, oh my God, you taught me about me by showing me shoes. And he literally showed me my shoes and showed me my unwillingness to move. And I'm sure you guys see you. Let's take it further. John 15, verse 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Wow, so now he's saying, wait a minute, remain in me. In my comfort, I'm not in him. Because I want my life to be comfortable, Lord. Right. I'm not in Christ in, in my comfort. Are you always in Christ in your comfort? Christ said that we're supposed to be uncomfortable, right? Every day is supposed to look like a shipwreck. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you 
to search out examples, and I shared this with you guys before, of healing. And in that place where you search it out, I want you to see what it's going to take. Because you can't ask for something if you want to stay in comfort. And he says, it's going to take much from you in order to move in the places that you desire. And so I'm flipping through TikTok or whatever one of the social media things is, and I'm flipping through and flipping through and flipping through and flipping through. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a couple of days ago, I run into this situation where I hear Jesus is healing. And it's this woman who's born that is locked in, and I can clearly see that it's locked. And this gentleman begins to speak, and there's tons of people around playing in the spirit, every single body playing in the spirit. And as they're praying in the spirit, he's pouring water just on the horn. The horn starts like this because it's locked all the way in. And by the time it finishes, she has a whole arm like me. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, Lord, this is real. And all you can hear the people in the background saying, Jesus is real, Jesus is real, Jesus is real. And they're acknowledging Christ every step of the way. And then I said to him, after I seen it, because it blew me away. It blew me away. And I said, what is it that I'm lacking? That I don't have. I haven't obtained from you in order to move in that fashion and way. He said you reside in comfort. You reside in fear. And in order for you to move in that area, He said, it's going to require you to be uncomfortable. He said, you're going to have to go through some stuff. And to go through some things, you've got to be in that place where I'm the only one that exists in you. And that your reliance is totally upon me and nothing else. He says, every time I walk you to the edge, you turn back. Every time I get you to that place, you run. Every time I get you to a place, you offer me something different. He said, but this time I want you to stay the course. He said, again, I want you to cast your net this time. And whatever comes up, whether it may be rocky, it may be something you don't desire. He says, I want you to hold on to it, and I want you to allow me to crack you in it. He says, everything that comes up in this net is useful. So I don't want you to tell me that it's not useful. Did you guys get it? I don't want you to tell me this is not what you want, this is not what you expected, this is not what you were looking for. He says, I want you to know that it's good. 
He says, and my word reminds you, all things work to good, for it's good for those who are called according to his will. Right? So your agreement is my agreement as you're listening here. So you can't say it's good and it's not good. So if you're having a bad day, it's a good day. Mm -hmm. So it is. If you got a bad boss, it's a good day. Yes. Yes. Your check out is a good day. Good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. You admit it, it's a good day. You will admit it, cars repossess is a good day. Good day. John 15, verse 4, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You guys get that, right? Because every time it hurts, what do we do? We cut ourselves off and we run. Back away. Every time it's far hurt, I'm gone. <laughs>
started taking a bath in my bathtub. And I said, you know, so how long do you think I'm gonna let you stay here? <laughs> and so eventually she says, okay, I'm gonna do something different. So the plant moved out of the bathtub after I cleaned it out, and they went out to the front yard. And she would sit on the porch and she would just, you know, take care of these plants. And for some unknown reason, all of them began to droop. And so she came up with some crafty way of searching the internet to help them grow. And one of them was to have a conversation. Well, evidently the conversation didn't work out right because they didn't respond. Another one was to go ahead and add some extra vitamins and stuff into it or whatever. And she put so many vitamins in it that they, they some of them died off. Then she said, oh no, in the middle of the night, Mrs. Cork had to put them out in the backyard because they live outside anyway, so that'll help them as well. And so she would put them in the yard. She had probably about a good 15 plants. It dwindled down to one. And the last one she had, I cracked up laughing, she divided it. She put it in one pot, she put it in another pot. She had one little piece that, you know, because you know, TikTok tells you if you cut off a piece of branch and you put it with this and put it in some water, it'll grow on its own. TikTok don't tell the truth. Okay. <laughs> so she did all these things with the plant. And it was every remedy she can possibly have tried to try to make this plant grow. But I want to make sure that you understood. It was never connected to the vine. Because she was stuck, she stopped connecting to the vine. And with her not connecting to the vine, she didn't have the wisdom to keep it going. And uh, having the wisdom to keep it going, they all died. And a lot of times we get these remedies, and if it's not connected to Christ, it's not going to produce. You can't take the advice of every man and try to place it in the work for you. You have to go to Christ and truly to trust Christ in the midst of the things you're going through because he has the solution to all. He's greater than TikTok. He's greater than all the other things that you look at. And so all he's asking you today is to stay connected. The end of uh, verse 4, you cannot be fruitful apart from me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who parts from me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burnt. But if you stay joined to me and my words remain in you, you may ask any request you like, and it will be granted. My true disciples produce much fruit. This brings great glory to my Father. Did you guys get that? Yeah. So he said, it's thrown aside and it Didn't necessarily say it burns up and be in there. And 
sit back and I looked at the exercise that she went through and I watched her cut down these plants with the hope that they would grow and produce. None of them produced. And the Lord literally saying that even if he cuts or prunes something, he makes sure that he's pruning the right thing in order for it to produce and begin to produce in abundance to bring forth the harvest that's necessary. <clears throat> Again, I go back to Sayo's little situation and her taking pieces and pieces and pieces of this plant and expecting it to stay together. When she began to dilute it, it basically destroyed it altogether. And I think a lot of times when we begin to dilute something with our own understanding, then it pushes us further and further away from Christ. And we have to get to that place where we stay connected and allow him to prune and not us prune ourselves. If he brings you a message, he also brings you a solution to the things that you're dealing with on the inside. All you have to do is be in that place where you're recognizing you're doing the same thing or there's trauma or any type of thing that constantly comes up in you. You know, I wouldn't have known until he told me to go buy a pair of shoes. And, and I want to make sure that I, I get you guys to understand how he told me to go buy a pair of shoes. I didn't hear, oh, get up and go buy a pair of shoes. What I knew, I was going back to work. And in going back to work, I needed a new pair of shoes. And in my mind, it was like, oh, get your shoes before the 21st. So I, I got a reminder that I needed some shoes before the 21st. And that meant I couldn't wait till the 21st to find them. That means I need to look and see if I can find what I'm looking for. Now, the ones that I've seen online, they were beautiful. They were outside my comfort zone. And they were outside my price range. But God was saying to me, that's why I want you to go. I want you to go outside your price range, outside your comfort, and I want you to get something that I need for you to have. Because in that place, I'm able to move. I said, but Lord, I don't want nothing that's going to hurt my feet. You guys get that, right? You're really saying, Lord, I want you to give me nothing that's going to hurt me. And he said, but will you trust me? He said, that hurt may produce a harvest. That hurt may change many lives. That hurt may elevate you and me. Will you trust me? Amen. So hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Praise be to God. And so with that, I want to pray a prayer with the hope that each one of you get it. And this is what he said to me. Lord, help me to stand for you. Especially in the places that I have chosen not to mature in. Give me wisdom. To be able to stand and not run. 
even as I stand. Show me how to manage the things that are coming my way. That I may be able to produce the abundance of harvest that you require of me. And most of all, Lord, help me not to complain, but allow me to see things as you see things. All things work together for the good of those who are truly called to you. <clears throat> and Lord, as I look to you, let your will be done in me. Completely done in me. This day forward, I surrender my all to you. That your will may be done. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And for that new believer, some more thing. Lord, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior. Help me to overcome redundancy in my life, that I may be able to soar in you. In Jesus' name I pray that if you said that prayer, <clears throat> as simple as saying, help me. And you don't have to say all the things that you need help with, just say help me. And God will show up mightily in your space. And so if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. And for all of the members who are in top quality faith, I would say this time go back and cast your net. And this time let it go. And if you pull up something that you don't like, still hold on to it because it's going to be useful to you. Amen. In Jesus' name, my friend, be blessed. Amen. Amen. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.